RadioInfluence.com. What's up, everyone? Welcome to A Place With My Head. I'm super stoked and excited to announce this guest that we have this week. Uh, it's been a little while, I think, since we've had a, a musician. Um, I also want to thank uh, our last guest as well. But um, with <laughs> how, how else I introduce yourself? Uh, it's Lena of Infected Brain, Lean Seeker for Infected Brain. How are you? <laughs> I'm very good. Thank you. Thank you. I so, think uh, the introduction was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, uh, my Actually, it's it's strange because my co-host is usually the one that does it. And uh, I, I never really do it. So it's always a challenge for me. So if it sounded like shit, okay, that's fine. But uh, at least we got the show started. <laughs> um, so uh, the floor is yours, basically. Um I followed you for, you know, quite some time. Uh, I was in the music industry for a long time. A lot of the listeners already know about that. So I don't have to regurgitate a lot of that story. Um, okay. It's funny because we bring up um, w- within interviews and stuff like that. I bring up Diego a lot and he's yet to come on the show because uh, he, he just wants to wait for the right time. And even my, my co-host is always like, we talk about him so much. Um, mm-hmm. When is that going to happen? And I'm like, I don't, yeah, I I know. don't know. <laughs> He's a busy bee, isn't he? Yeah. I, I'm trying to get him on my YouTube channel as well for a while, and he keeps giving me good excuses not to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I have to vouch for him because he's very busy right now because we, he really is. We he just, really yeah, he and I just launched our beard company, uh, mm-hmm. our beard product company. And I mean, as of Friday. So we're on the we're teetering on the on the on the level of freaking out and being really happy at the same time. So so we're we're both really I can vouch for him. Well, yeah, I know Diego for a while now. We started talking for a while, and believe it or not, we only hung out twice, like actually in real life. Uh-huh. So uh, I know how busy he can be for sure. Although we don't live very far from each other. I mean, it's the next state, so it's right here. Yeah, I mean, you, you're in mm-hmm. Vegas, right? So that, uh, Correct. That's not that too far of a drive from... He's in uh, no. Huntington Beach or whatever. I've made that drive a few times and mm-hmm. regretted it, honestly. I get in so much trouble in Vegas. Oh, my God. Um, I don't need <laughs> well, to be there ever again. What you doing there? <laughs> or here, I guess. <laughs> the last time I was there was 2018 for EDC. Okay. And... Uh, you know, I just, that was like a bucket list kind of thing. And mm-hmm. we did it and well, I feel like we wasted so much money, <laughs> uh, but at least we did it and uh, that's it. That's my last time. I don't know if I'll go back, but uh, yeah, that's my biggest story. Well, I'll keep it that way. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had, you had to do it. If it, it was in your to-do list, you had to do it. So yeah. You did. yeah. Good I for mean, you. a lot of people are waiting on doing certain things and look what's happening in the world and now we can't do anything and you can't do any of it i talk about it a lot i mean i've been to vegas so many times and when you know i was on tour of diego uh tour managing them and stuff like that we actually had thanksgiving in vegas Um, oh nice yeah, yeah, it was it was fun. It was pretty cool, but uh, but that's that's the life being on the road and stuff like that. But what I think about mostly uh, when it comes to the the subject matter of the show, being mental health and stuff like that, is 
the the roadies and stuff you know are the the touring individuals and professionals are they're struggling right now because there's no there's no shows happening right now there's no tours there's no this i mean bus companies are are basically farming out their buses to other people to go on picnics and golf trips and and vacations and stuff and it's really sad because when you know being being a touring person at the time and not a musician when we didn't have work in between tours you know, we had to make ends meet. We would go to our local concert venue and stuff like that. And we would load bands in and out just to make ends meet until we can get back on the road. For me. Yeah, everybody, everybody did something for sure right. um, in a way or another to like make a living or at least to make sure that you are able to provide more, you know, more music. If if you are the, the actual traveling musician, you right. know, like you just write music, do a lot of that. Yeah, I believe the show business in general is the one suffering the most, unfortunately, and it's the one that is the most uncertain. Um, the the faith of show business is the most uncertain mm-hmm. at the moment. I yeah, um, couldn't agree more. Yeah, so it's it's very frightening. Yeah, and second to that is really the service industry. Um, because the bars and the restaurants and all that kind of stuff close like initially first and nightclubs and all that. But, mm-hmm. but, but if you really dive into our industry or what I used to be in and that you're currently in, um, and it goes for music- musicians too. I mean, they're at home right now. So, yeah. I mean, these are really good writing times, uh, uh, opportunities, if you will. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely, I don't think a lot of people would realize how much the industry is suffering because they don't think about it that way. But it, but it truly is, 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 in my opinion, the worst one. So, yeah. <laughs> prayers and thoughts, all of them. Um, I hope we, we crawl out of this successfully. Um, but, uh, moving forward, um, you know, uh, would like to talk about, you know, uh, how you, how you got into music, how you became, um, a front woman for a heavy metal band, which is somewhat unique. Um, uh, I know there's been, uh, a few and, you know, all that kind of good stuff, uh, throughout the years that I've, I've been a fan of and stuff like that. But, you know, what got you into the business and what made you want to, uh, you know, scream your ass off and be a badass chick? Well, it's, it's really funny because my, my story is in a way very boring and very, uh, a cliche story of how you become a musician. Uh, I, at least I think, you know, um, I was just surrounded by friends that were musicians, uh, because Moldova, uh, which is the country where I was born and, uh, where I was raised as well is a very small country in general, especially cities are super small, of course. And, um, I, uh, I come from the capital and almost every metal head knows th- everybody else. So mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you're a musician or just a listener or just like a supporter or, you know, like just the, uh, the, the alternative people normally, they at least know about each other, even if, but the, the majority of them actually know each other like super close. So that's, that's what happened. You know, I started listening to, um, I call it alternative music because it was not right away super heavy. And, uh, so I, I kind of 
I, I dove in this, like, I knew I like the weird, the different. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I was the only one in my family. Nobody like <laughs> uh, introduced me to music like that in any way possible. Nobody like shared music with me. It all started because MTV used to be like super cool back in the days when I was growing up, like in the nine in the nineties and and beginning. Definitely, of the definitely used to be right. <laughs> it used to be so cool, so you could see bands like you know Nirvana and Korn, Limbiscuit later on. You know, like you could see um, heavier stuff later in the night. So I understood that somehow that music speaks to me, although I couldn't really understand at the time the, the lyrics or anything. So I just like, I, I remember very vividly that this different sound definitely spoke to me and it touched me. It, 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 it's, it gave me so many emotions and I couldn't even explain why I like it so much. And then after that, little by little, I discovered that there are alternative like, um, radio stations and I used to like listen to a lot of alternative music rock and roll music and then I became a huge fan of Nirvana and um had some cassettes of their album (laughs) and uh, yeah and then later on I kind of I started working very early while still like continuing with school I come from um poor family um and so I started working very, very early. And with my first like salary, I remember going to buy some cassettes and I bought my very first heavy music. Um, and I was, so I was 15 and without knowing what I'm buying, I bought Sepultura Roots and I bought, oh, yeah, yeah. And I bought Slipknot Iowa. Uh-huh just because of how they looked just because of the cover yeah I, yeah so i didn't know if i'm gonna like it or not but i i didn't have a different way to discover it at the time but so that's how i fell in love i mean i listened to those two albums until the cassette player was like chewing that tape <laughs> it was not even working anymore so and little by little i started to run finding myself surrounded by people that listen to that music and then we would exchange music and so i had musicians friends um that's pretty much how everything started but right. um accidentally i was just invited in 2007 late 2007 i was invited to just for fun grab the microphone and they were just um doing some covers some metal covers but they were um transforming it so it was a dj and um a guitar player which later on they made the band but so they together they were just fooling around and they they were grabbing favorite metal songs and they were transforming them into like a heavier electronic sounding and with like a lot of riffs. So they were doing it without any other musicians or vocalists. And then because I was kind of around the, the DJ, he was like, why don't you like, let's, let's print, you know, the lyrics. Why don't you just try and let's see how it's go just for fun. 
And I was like totally in, although I didn't know what I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) It was a lot of fun. But then after a few times that we did that, he planted this one seed in my head that made it all work out. So he said, you should definitely go see a vocal teacher because you have really good skills. Maybe someone has to show you what to do with that. And I was like, wait, what? I never studied music in my life. I never even knew. I knew for sure that I am, I can feel the rhythm because I always loved dancing and my both parents, they used to be professional dancers. So I knew I have, I have that in me and I love it too. It's not just like, you know, a lot of people love dancing, but do they really dance? <laughs> right. No, not me. I can tell you that. <laughs> so, so I knew I have, you know, good rhythm, but that's it. That's like everything I knew about my music musicality, I guess. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, and I found a teacher and I had, uh, individual vocal lessons with her. Uh, I started with her and I continued for three years in a row. She taught me a lot for sure. Uh, not necessarily how to use my vocals for an alternative type of music or anything like that, but she taught me the basics. But yeah, this little project with between these two friends became something more serious. And yeah, we invited other musicians. They started doing their own music. I was writing lyrics since I was 13 or 14, like just little poems here and there. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was like pretty cool because I could apply something I already have or just to write something fresh, you know, because yeah. I loved writing all the time. So, yeah, this is how everything started. And my love for metal, um, obviously, um, was a part of why we sing or play this type of music. Uh, But also not only everybody else in the band is pretty much on the same page. So that's awesome. But everybody else in the band had bands before they are musicians some of them with like school and some of them just self-taught but like since they were like 13 or 10 or whatever you know what i mean and they had small local bands here and there i was the only one without uh (laughs) an experience like that so this is how everything happened but i gotta say that it was for fun for a while because i had a career a very successful career at the time already that I loved with all my heart. I used to be a hair and makeup artist for many, many years. And I had an amazing um, job with amazing co-workers and it was going great, right? So I thought I'm going to do that forever all my life because I really loved it. But when we finally were invited to actually play and we had our very first show in 2008 uh, in summer, So like after a while, you know, that we were just fooling around after that first show, I knew right away that I'm addicted to this. I can't, I won't be able to stop this. You just can't walk away Uh, from it, right? Yeah, it was very, it's difficult to explain because I was absolutely terrified. I am not a shy person, but I'm also not a, not a very like confident person. Um, although, uh, people get very surprised when I say that, cause maybe it doesn't look that way, but 
I am, I don't have a super high opinion about myself or what I can do. And so for me, it was like, oh my God, probably it's a disaster, but I love it anyways. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and yeah, that's how we just continued. And I loved it. You know, I just that experience on the stage and just screaming and singing and just sharing things that are so, so personal for me, which is what, what I write about just became such a drug for me, which is super interesting because I never did drugs. I have small addictions like coffee and things like that. You know, Mm -hmm. I never had super strong addictions like alcohol or drugs or anything like super intense, but the stage covered it for everything else. Like that's how intense that addiction is for me. Oh, I get it. I get it. I totally understand it. And I also get how, you know, uh, you kind of, I don't know if it's like self-doubt or confidence and all that kind of stuff. I'm the same way. Um, and people will, you know, you're heavily tattooed. I'm heavily tattooed, that kind of thing. And people will approach me and it's just like, oh my God, get away, get away, get away, get away. Like, I don't want to, I really don't feel like talking about them. They're really just for me. And, but people think that it's, uh, we're, we're reaching out for attention or something like that. Yeah, so walking, which is, yeah. Which is so not true. Whoever came up with this idea and this theory for some reason succeeded because that's what society is nowadays. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter in what country you live, how super advanced the country is, or maybe you are in a country where people are super close minded or have very strong, uh, beliefs about certain like behaviors of like a woman or whatever, you know, even, and it doesn't matter. It's still like the society, uh, definitely like, um, dictating this, like, um, you know, you're tattooed, you've probably been in prison or something. Yeah, or you, yeah. It's or very stereotypical. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean... Trust me, I can I can talk about it a lot because I come from a country that used to be an ex-USSR country. And we used to be... We used to not have access to the world, really, um, until... I don't want to lie about this because I am not 100% sure... But I want to say it's safe to say maybe seven years ago is when they finally made it um, easier for us to travel. The only countries we could really travel to go just for a vacation or something were always our neighbors like Ukraine, you know, even Mm -hmm. like to the other neighbors, which is Romania. We needed visa. We needed visa to breathe like seriously. It was insane. (laughs) Yeah. I'll never forget how hard it was to get when, when I was on tour with Diego and, and uh, El Nino, how hard it was to get um, visas to Russia and uh, Belarus. I, I worked at it like every single day of the tour up until we had to like take the damn train yeah. over there. Yeah. <laughs> it oh, yeah, trust me. It's still very hard for certain countries uh, for, for us to go to certain countries like America or the UK, it's still super strict for countries like Moldova, like that are way more poor and the economics is lower. Obviously, the government tries to protect their country and avoid that people, you know, stay illegally, which is super understandable. But at the same time, it's not our fault. You know what I mean? Like, and and as musicians, we had to literally, like in the beginning, I remember the first four years at least 
of being in a band, we had to have a visa to go to Romania, Bulgaria, um, Hungary. Um, we, ha- we needed a visa for all these countries mm-hmm. and they would give it to us for like a week or two. Uh, we had to change passports because there was no more space. Oh, oh, they do that. that <laughs> exactly. Passports <laughs> that are, no, 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 you can do that. Like it's, it's legal. If you have no more pages, you need a new passport. That's you have, how but you have to go to the proper so, place and they have to absolutely. add pages. So that's, no, not, not that's in I, our country. Oh, no. really? Okay. So they add pages here, but in our country, if your passport, the traveling passport is, um, still, um, valid. So it doesn't, it didn't expire. It's still valid, but it has no more space. You get a new one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, you have to go to a specific spot and and show all that. Yeah, it's it's weird. Yeah, <sighs> no, I had to. I had, uh, you know, we're on a bus with twelve people or whatever it is, and yeah, the band was six strong, and I'm filling out all the paperwork for all six, and whether it was going to the wrong place the next morning or waking up late and not finding it. Once you get in, it's like, Oh, well, you, this is the right paperwork, but you need a little bit more. And yeah. then here's all the passports. And they're like, Oh, he doesn't have any room for a, you know, a stamp for yeah. the country or whatever. You got to get more. And I'm like, well, how do I do that? We'll fill this out. So it turned into like 10, 12 days of trying to get Absolutely. these visas. And it was so frustrating, but so, I, so rewarding I, at the same time. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. But I only brought this up. I didn't want it to like actually uh, get away from the subject, but I brought it up because countries that just people that live in countries that don't, they can't travel really for whatever reason, they are a little bit more close minded and definitely growing up and being alternative looking, it was not easy, not easy at all because a priori I was the bad girl I was a troublemaker, although I was so good in school that my picture was hanging on the wall of fame or whatever for years. Mm -hmm. And whenever I say that, it's funny because I'm actually wearing a Nirvana shirt on that picture. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like the principal of that school, whenever she would like find me randomly on like the corridors of the school or something, she would yell at me and be like, how is it possible people look at you? You are so good at school, which which just came natural. I, I never tried to be super good in school. It just I loved learning and I was just, you know, doing it and that's it. And she's like, Well, kids younger than you, look up to you, look your picture is there. I'm like, Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Again. <Hello>. Yep. <laughs> Why don't you go and hunt girls that wear super short skirts instead? Because <laughs> This is more serious than what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, you bring up valid points and like being over there. And when I say it was so rewarding, once we did get all that stuff done, mm-hmm. it meant so much to me being being in Russia and Belarus and stuff like that, because it was such a different experience than being at a show over in the States. Yeah. So much and not and, and it's even different than going to like Germany. Um yeah. you know, they the people in Europe tend to appreciate music it's, I I feel like a little bit more. Um but when I was in Russia, man, I having people come up to us and me, I'm not I'm no I'm not important, but thanking us for being there. 
and coming to their country and how appreciative they were. That was that was mind blowing and eye opening and just amazing all at the same time. So, yeah, and yeah. despite the fact that certain countries are super super difficult to reach and go, people there, the majority of people there, they do understand what is the struggle and they do understand that that is the main reason why bands don't go there in the first place because mm-hmm. they they want to avoid the extra money to pay for the paperwork they want to avoid all the just you know headache that you have while doing this paperwork so they are super appreciative russia um although we moldovian citizens we don't need a visa to go in russia but we get very strict custom rules mm-hmm. when we enter like if we travel there yeah they can like uh it's pretty strict but we don't need visa for, for russia that's the only thing but still yeah the people there oh my god always sold out shows always yeah, absolutely yeah. amazing people before the show after the show yeah energy sure. energy yeah. is just so amazing you can just you feel it it's great it's so great um True. but uh yeah 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 so oh, i miss those days a little bit but uh Let's um let's kind of shift gears a little bit and um kind of talk about because you know I've 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 read a little bit about you and the lyrics that you come up. I mean, it's no secret when it comes to any front person. Uh, <laughs> there was an example that someone told me a couple of years ago, um, right around uh, you know shortly after or so Winchester. Bennington um, died of uh, passed of suicide. So, um, you know, even though people and fans and people listen to his music and his lyrics and stuff like that, and they relate to it in their own way, and that's how they get through life, and that's how they become fans, and that's how everything works for them. But someone told me, and, and I'll never forget this, that whether it's him, them, or others, or whoever, however that song was written and put together lyric lyrically or however you want to think about it. Every mm-hmm. time that person sings it, they kind of put themselves in that scenario or they're yes. in, they're living in that moment that they wrote it and what it's about. So yeah. if it's a horrible, horrible, horrible tragedy situation, every time they're on the stage and they're singing it, they're in that moment. Yes. That's got to be difficult for some. Even though we relate to them and it's emotional and some of it's happy, some of it's sad, some of it's like in between, but yeah, like, damn, like, and that's why I asked because everything Mm -hmm. you write is about all of your experiences, right? Correct. Absolutely. I write about, uh, specific people in my life or, and specific situations, some from the past, some that are happening at the moment or some like thoughts or aspirations towards the future. So basically I write about everything. In fact, you can't like, we are not that type of a band that like are, is very like about one thing, you know, they have their own theme and they always like are around that. We are not like that maybe unfortunately, but, but I, I, it would have been probably impossible for me, um, to be like that because I, write, um, about my life basically to make Mm -hmm. it short. Mm -hmm. And 
life has ups and downs. Everybody's life has ups and downs Mm -hmm. for some more difficult for some less difficult. It's also how you see it and how you are able to survive those difficult moments. That is important. It's not so much the moment itself that was really, really bad, right? Or like something happened or it was a really bad, I don't know, childhood or a really bad family altogether or whatever, right? It's not really that as much as it is how you go through that. Right. What you do, what you learn or what you don't learn or what you can't understand till these days. So that is the most difficult part in my opinion mm-hmm. and you said it very very you said it correctly you know and whoever told you that was very smart because i say that all the time yeah and that is a um that is a coin with two different sizes one size of it is absolutely beautiful it's so therapeutic it's seriously the the best therapy one can ever have because we don't really talk much about what's going on in our life. We don't really say much or think enough about it. And that's why our emotions and our scars, they, they get bottled in. And then out of nowhere, out, out of nowhere, one day somebody does something and you're like, where does this even come from? Right. It's from, that person not talking enough about his issues, problems, past, present, whatever it is. And I can relate to that so, so much, but I learned that later. The other part of the coin, the other side of the coin is the, this phenomenon is called catharsis. I believe in, 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 I don't know exactly if I pronounce it correctly in English, it's cathartic. Mm -hmm. It's when you heal pain with pain. That's basically what it is. It's when you can, um, you know, like if there's a big explosion and in order to stop it, you need a bigger like explosion or, or like an implosion or something also very drastic, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So this phenomenon actually can be really healing. It's not difficult. It's actually super difficult. It's not easy. I'm sorry. It's actually super difficult. But it helps. So um, that's why I think that our job, especially like for all the musicians, but especially for the lyricist that is also the vocalist and goes through all these emotions over and over again. I think this is like the best dream job in the world, but also the most difficult one in the world. Totally makes sense. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so not only you do that, but also you open up so much to strangers, mm-hmm. complete strangers. In fact, I do have a song called passerby from the last album, um, where I talk about this, uh, how, you know, like we go from city to city and the majority of people we don't even know. And who knows if we will even see them again, but they judge you for Mm -hmm. what you do and Mm -hmm. they don't know you know yep so it's it's It's, very painful to have this confession 
every time over and over again on the stage. In fact, it happens that a lot of musicians cry on the stage, have panic attacks on the stage or or crawl all together out of nowhere because they try to hold on. They try so hard to be strong and deliver and be there. You know, it's, it's, it's a little bit, there is some, there's some sort of like pressure there too, you know? Oh my, a lot of pressure. I mean, I mean, yeah. That's your that's th- that's your day to day job, right? That's your yeah. And you there's know? the image that also goes with you, and there's you know the expectations are so high so nowadays. High. So high. So high. But you want to be genuine. You want to be yourself at the same time. So how do you do that? Honestly, like I still am. I'm still figuring out. I'm still working on that. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we all? I mean, I've mm-hmm. been. I've. I've. You know. I've. Uh, I was always. I've never liked limelight per se. Um, uh, I've worked through my own challenges with anxiety and stuff like that. It's been a long road, but I'm in a very good place now, uh, which is pretty nice. If I was still back, if if I was the way I was back then, there's no way I could even talk into this microphone right now. So um, I've made, you know, very big steps along the way, but there's, times i i was on stage and i almost threw up but for totally different reasons but <laughs> but um yeah. like i said it's your day-to-day and everybody has bad days right so oh, yeah and when you tour i mean you, you don't get many days off it, it depends yeah. on what kind of tour but you usually yeah. you know you're like six days in then you get one and then you do another yeah. five or four and then you get one and yeah. you have to be there and be that you have to be the person that every person that's watching you expects you to be. And yeah. you're some, you're allowed to have a bad day, but yeah, it, if you have a bad day, then it, it, it could de- destroy you. I mean, I've, I've experienced yeah. it. I've watched it. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Of course. It's we a lot of pressure. That's why the majority of musicians, um, allow themselves to, you know, like, have all this like drugs around them just Mm. to calm certain things down, even physical pain. Like just you get addicted to just Mm painkillers, not even like on purpose, just because you're in so much pain on, on a road, but you can't stop. You need to be on a stage. It doesn't matter how, you know, tired you are or how sick you get. Yeah. I had, um, well, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had um I had uh uh Paul uh lead guitarist Puddle Mud um on the show uh a few months ago and he was he was you know saying the same thing which I like totally backed up because you do whatever you can on the road right to mm-hmm. feel comfortable to get the job done yeah to do the show be the best you can be but the problem is Whatever you choose to do, whether it is, you know, that painkiller or the alcohol or the this, that, and the other, mm-hmm. it doesn't leave when you get off tour. That's Mm-mm-mm. the problem. Exactly. That's the problem. And he, he, you know, he had gone to rehab a few times and, and he would never be pissed for me saying this stuff because it's true. And, yeah. uh, but he's, he's clean and sober now, but I mean, he's been, he's been through the damn ringer. And yeah, me coming the only one and, and, and it's, and I, nobody blames him for that. Right. I don't blame, I don't blame or judge anyone. I was just lucky enough to be strong enough 
for to have like a stronger will at the moment when maybe that was around me or something. So, yeah. but I don't know, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't know what we have to do sometimes to be there, to be able to, to go on the stage, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, I, I did change many things in my lifestyle to be stronger, to be, um, to have like higher stamina in a way, if you want to call it that way, mm -hmm. which helped so much with my music career, so much with my touring life. Uh, but that's all you can do. Other than that, we are human beings and we can break. Everybody is. <laughs> and, we, are not made of, uh, we are doing metal, but we are not made out of metal. <laughs> no, and no. I, I say that all the time just because you see someone up there, you see someone successful and they're making money and, and they're happy and all that kind of stuff. They don't get that card in the mail that says they're going to be okay for the rest of their life. I'll ask you this question. Um, what, uh, what's your opinion um, when it comes to people that have an opinion on people that are going through uh, mental il illness and, and mental problems and do end up taking their life and a tragedy like that happens when you've experienced things just like I have when we talk about the stage and, and performing every day and how difficult it is to be almost a different person when you're there and when you walk off stage. Um, what's, what, what's your opinion when it comes to that? Because a lot of people, and, and this is one of my pet peeves, will jump to a conclusion and give an opinion that's like selfishness and all that kind of stuff. And that's something I just don't agree with. But I'm open to everything. So I, I'm yes, just curious. Of course. Of course. I'm not 100% sure if you're asking me what's my opinion about those people or if what's the, my What's, how do I feel myself about it? I prefer how you feel about it. Not, not, not okay, exactly. specifics. Okay. Okay. Then, then, then I understood. Okay. So look, I have, I have experienced that multiple times and I had, it breaks your heart. It breaks your heart when you're like, it, you get that sometimes even from your fellow musicians in the band, mm -hmm. they will be like sometimes uh, not understanding towards what you're going through. And they'd be like, knock it off. You know, like this is not nothing, not a big deal or right. something. You're right. like, what? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not faking anything right here. Mm -hmm. like, I'm not, I'm just, I can't, I'm not able to do something or I'm not able to achieve something or like do it right now or anything like that. Right. So it happened. It happened multiple times. Um, especially in the beginning, I, I remember in a very, very beginning with our very, very first tours, I had the issue with my voice because it's one thing to sing at a, in a rehearsal room for hours once or twice a week or, or thrice a week. Even <laughs> I like, I like to say thrice, <laughs> uh, <laughs> But it's a completely different thing to A, be in front of an audience and, and give it all like until the last drop every night. And two, not sleeping and not eating enough on the road. So not having the enough energy to actually even go through that. Right. So oh, in yeah. the beginning, <laughs> for me, all this like really brutal type of vocalizing was challenging to understand how do I have the 
proper balance and the proper control so I don't push too hard. So I still sound angry and like an animal, but I don't hurt myself, right? So we all been through that. I don't know one vocalist that is in metal industry that never had an issue with the voice. I don't know anyone, right? And we all like, in a way, some with uh, teachers, some even had surgeries, some did it by themselves. We all in a way understood how to do it properly later on. So now I can go on tour and be on tour forever, ever. Like I don't need, I don't even need days off. Mm-hmm. Because I figured it out. But in the beginning, it's like a little baby is trying to walk and right away it goes running. Like mm-hmm. you're going to fall, you're going to break your knees or whatever, you know. So for me, that was the most difficult time. And I remember having a lot of pressure from my band because they were like, well, what the hell are you doing? So what are you not doing properly or something? Because I'm the so-called face of the band, I can't screw up on stage. I can't not sound well because they will look bad as well. You know what I mean? It's a band. It's not one person. So that pressure was killing me, killing me. So on top of that pressure from the musicians, which we figured it out. We talked about it. They already know how to leave me alone when I need my, like just my own space or whatever. And I know that they don't mean it this way. Like we all learn because it's like a family. We've been together for in this, with the same people for nine years now, same people that never changed. We changed only in the beginning a little. So, so we learned that, right. But, but it was such a struggle. And then for example, the, the fans, the fans want to chat with you after the show if they find you. And very often I go, not very often, almost after every show, I go out to take a few pictures and sign a few things for the kids that dream about meeting you. And they barely put together money for your ticket. I never even charge for that thing. I'm just there for a little bit, at least for a little bit, as much as I can, because sometimes the timing is super tight, so I I can't stay long. But but yeah, I got, so very often the music is like super loud in the club still, or another band is playing, or just the after party music. And they want to talk to you, and you're like, "I, I, I can't talk. And they assume the worst, and then I don't want to talk. It's the rule number one that all the teachers tell you never, yell louder than the music in the clubs after the show it vocal rest is very important so these are just a few little things that i bring up i don't want to bore you guys here but um this oh you're not <laughs> trust me tr- i say that because i i i uh, i sing and i scream as well um he, he, oh, but yeah, i've never so- had a but i've never had a teacher so um yeah. So there's much, much, much to learn, I'm sure. Absolutely. And trust me, even people that have teachers, they have a lot to learn. I learn all the time. I want to learn all the time. And it's just, I'm so eager to learn all the time. So whenever like people tell me, I am like, I don't know, it's, it's pretty, it's visible though with, with the albums as well. I'm not saying that I'm getting like better because I'm never going to say that about myself, but I, I add diversity to my vocals. I know that for sure. So like, 
uh, to get all geeked out for a second, do you, what's your style primarily? Compression, false chord, or fry? Like, what do you use a mix oh, of it all? I, or? Do, I do them all, yeah. Okay. I do them all because I sing a lot too, and I sing a lot of really high notes as well, and I rap a lot too, which requires a lot of like, diaphragm work yep. uh, with the like all the breathing and stuff like that mm-hmm. um and then i scream and i have like lower screams and like super high witch sounding noises and stuff like that and, and i love doing it you know um whispers and mix them all together but it's and it's, people it's have messy. no idea what it what it takes to to switch get that yeah, yeah and, and, and and produce that kind of stuff we should have a scream off at the end of this i'm just saying no way. <laughs> <laughs> don't put me on the spot i've been tattooed for seven hours today <laughs> kidding <laughs> all right so yeah but to get back on that I felt that on my own skin and I know what it is to deal with the pressure and to deal with people that don't really relate to certain states of mind that you might have, right? Because we all had ups and downs in life. We all had tragedies. Some lost people, some were betrayed by people, some were, I don't know, uh, left behind. And there are so many things. The list can be like insanely big, mm-hmm. but it's very rare to be like in a band or, or to be in a group of people that all experience the same thing that you are experiencing right now. That doesn't mean that they are better or worse than you or vice versa, that you are better or worse. It's just different life experiences. Yeah. Absolutely I, different, right? So, so then people when people can't relate to when you like had just like for example, I can I can bring up like a a very fresh example that happened to me in 2019. I don't want to like really go into details, but my life was changed against my will uh, by a person that. I trusted with all my heart and that can be really self-destructive and that can be really painful to deal with uh, because when someone you trust and someone you open for at that level betrays and violates your heart, that is with you forever. Without a doubt. Forever, you know, but so, and that happened while I was on tour, this person was super genuine and super smart to do it while I was on tour. So I couldn't even fix my life. I couldn't fix it. I couldn't do any, I was hopeless (laughs) and powerless in my own life. And that is so difficult to, to accept. You're like, from one side, I wanted to drop everything and go back in my life and, and, and try to fix it, whatever it is that is causing this from another though, I, I couldn't, this is the, 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 the job of my life. This is my dream job. I can't, I can't betray my band and just leave them in the middle of the tour for my personal life because it, it was not like a loss and nobody from my family died or something like that would be a very good reason to, of course you go. Or like, or the birth, the birth of a child as well. That is a good 
reason, right? What am I going to say? I'm going to like what? It's not even it's even funny to say it out loud. People don't relate to that at that level. At least some can. Of course, I'm not the only one that was betrayed, you know, or like whatever. There are so many people, but they are not all together in the same room to be like, oh, my God, I know exactly what you're feeling. I know exactly what is happening. However, I'm not talking about my band. My band was the most supportive and actually even surprisingly there for me in that situation. But I'm talking more about like the fans and the things that were happening with me on the stage. I, I couldn't tell the fans why I lost uh, I think I lost 35 pounds in like two weeks. Oh my I couldn't gosh. explain. And they were all saying, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm sorry. For my <laughs> oh, you're allowed to. You're all They're good. Like you are disappearing. Cause a lot of people know I'm vegan. And so they started assuming that I'm, there's something wrong with my diet or that I'm ill or I have cancer. I heard it all on tour and I couldn't, I would, I would go out, talk to people and people would say that. And I, I was just crying. Like I couldn't stop my tears, but Shit. I couldn't even tell them. I could, I can't, I'm not going to tell a stranger about my personal life. No. You know, like I can tell one person too, but not like hundreds of people that came to see my band. So it is insanely hard. And this isn't just one example, but things like this happen. This is life. Mm-hmm. It happens, you know? So I've been judged a lot and not understood a lot. I had panic attacks on tour to the point where medics had to be called. I had, you know, situation where I was crying so loudly on the stage during the set that I couldn't even say, I couldn't continue singing. Like it happened to me, but I know I'm not the only one. Things like that happen to musicians, to artists in general, because we, just are so sensitive, aren't we? <laughs> yes. <laughs> we are. Honestly, we, yeah. I wish there was a button where I could just switch it off. <laughs> yeah, that'd be but nice. I can't, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah that'd, that'd be super nice. Not, not, not existent though. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it makes you, it makes you human, you know, and mm-hmm. that's who, that's what you are. And, uh, I mean, it, it builds character and it, and, and it shows like you not, you not wanting to leave your, your, your band behind your bandmates behind and stuff like that. It, 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 it shows your ethic, you know, um, I have very strong beliefs and issues, um, like not, not issues, but like values. I'm sorry. That's the correct word. Um, I have super strong values in my life. I, I am, just trying my best to always follow them. So that was one of it in that situation. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I, I've read that uh, music saved your life. Um, yes. We're, I don't want to keep you too much longer. Um, we've been talking for a while and I feel like we could talk forever, but yeah. um, <laughs> uh, tell Tell us all how, how, how music has changed, saved your life. Yes. Um, it's again, it's not a secret that I write about my personal experience in life and my, a lot about my past. And I mentioned before that I, I come from a very small country. It's actually a very poor country till these days. It wasn't just when I was born like that, you know, and my family was 
a very um, troubled family. And um, I am the oldest sister, so I remember it all and I lived it all. So all those things that happened between my mother and my father and the abuse and the separation and um, I was in the middle of it. I was actually even used by my father in order to achieve his goals. And I do understand as an adult that he absolutely didn't do that on purpose to hurt me. However, he didn't think about how that can cripple me. Mm-hmm. So things like the things that he did to me in order to achieve his goals are insane, like absolutely insane. And I, you know, I was, I was kidnapped actually. Um, Gee. I never said that out loud actually for in, in, in an interview, <laughs> only in my lyrics, but uh, <laughs> yes, he, wow forced me and tricked me into leaving the country altogether because he's from a different country. Um, so my mother didn't even know where I was. I was like, um, wanted like police was looking for me and stuff like that. And I, I was just gone for years. Um, it lasted that long. It lasted. Yeah. It was actually happened twice. First time I was tricked. Second time it was forced. Um, and both times for a period of like a year and a half and then second time two years. And it's not easy because I was there against my will. Although I was treated nicely because I was with, um, I was with the relatives from my father's side of the family. Um, he just basically dumped me there to like, teach my mother a lesson or whatever it is that he wanted to do. Um, so, I mean, I have a lot of beautiful memories from the time that I lived in that country with that part of my family. But at the same time, you know, there is a lot of darkness there too. Right. And by later on, other things happened in my life where I, the, the, the majority of my life, I was alone. So either with one parent or alone completely, never with both parents, uh, you know, uh, so it, it can really scar you very much because not only it can scar you, but also it can give you a quality in life that can later on be a problem. For example, I, I love reading very much and I love studying, um, <clears throat> a certain issue or problem, if there is one, I love to read about it and to, you know, like dig really deep and understand it properly. So for example, one of the things that I learned about myself is that in a way I like attention. I mean, a lot of people do, (laughs) but my reason being that I never had it because my parents were never there. And I was always the oldest daughter and I had to take care of my youngest sisters for a long, long time. And I never had that attention. Probably that is the reason why I was so good in school. Probably that is the reason why I'm on the stage, even though I am somehow an introvert. And every time for me, it's, 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 it's not really all that easy, but that attention, and it doesn't have to be necessarily 
oh, wow, you're so good and compliments. It doesn't have to be like that kind of attention. Just I seek that. And that um, ruined some of my relationships as an adult later on in my personal life because not everybody wants to put with it. You know, not everybody wants to have to take and do that effort and give you the, the needed attention. So I'm trying to control that. I'm trying to work on that very much. Um, so little things like that are because of our past yeah. and we are who we are because of our past, yep. you know, now it's, it's so funny. I, it's so funny that you say, say it that way, because every time we do a show, um, my co-host and I and stuff like that, it always comes up. We cannot speak about these times and relate to people with mental health issues and stuff like that unless we had have gone through our own stuff, which makes us genuine, Absolutely. right? Because we, we relate. And what you're saying is you want the attention, right? Uh, that's something you're working on. Me, I was an only child, and I you hate limelight. I want to be okay. in the background. I don't want uh -huh. anything. I want nothing. I just want to be just left alone, you know? Yeah. So yeah. it's funny. Because, to, yeah. Because it's not like, obviously, it's not like I'm not like an attention junkie, you know, like I don't. Oh, right. Yeah. I'm, but this little hunger for attention makes me as a person, such a hard worker, because if I take something, I will make sure that I do everything in my power to do, uh, not to do, but to either become or achieve the best. So for example, like with everything in, in my jobs, like I used, you know, I used to be a hair and makeup artist. I, I used to be like very good. I think I'm the best, but I used to be like very good at it. If I start something, I just do it. I give myself fully to it like completely, you know, this is the same with music. It's the same with other jobs I had in my life. I, I used to bartend. I used to dance. I, I did a lot of jobs, even sometimes two or three jobs at the time to survive or invest in music. I name it. We did it all, you know? And, um, and this is also, so, so in this scenario is it's a good quality, right? Cause it makes me a hard worker. I, I really try my best to give it all. If I mm, grab a thing to do or like, for example, I love cooking, but I'm not just cooking to eat. I love making it pretty and like <laughs> learn new recipes and like, I'm not a chef or anything. And I, I just, it's how I am, you know, I'm the same way. Um, <laughs> Embarrassingly, <laughs> but whatever. <Here> <laughs> so, so that, being said is all I'm trying to say here is please, whoever is listening to this right now, please don't blame your past for the problems and the tragedies you went through because you can't change it. Mm -mm. There's nothing you can do about it now, but you can do one thing. You can learn from it. Learn. You can be genuine about it. Embrace it. Don't bottle it in because it's going to explode and it's going to be ugly yep. in a way or another. Talk about it, you know, sing about it, draw about it, write about it. Um, you know, if anything you want, there are so many ways to embrace your past. It doesn't matter how good or bad 
So that's what I'm doing with my music. That's what I'm doing with my lyrics. That's what I'm doing with my band. And that's why I love it so much because it helps me understand certain things, get over something, certain things, even if it is super painful. Yep. It's like you have scars and then every time you cut the scars open mm-hmm. and then you heal again and then you scar, you open them up again and again. Yep. And that's and the same reason you write your lyrics and you do what you do and you give yourself on the stage and uh, you are a badass and a beautiful woman and you can tell that you take care of hair and all that kind of stuff and makeup because it shows. Uh, that's what we need to do. Like, you know, we need to express ourselves and just be confident and learn. Always learn Absolutely. and not yeah. regret or dwell on our past, right? Absolutely. And I, I was, I, I still am surrounded by certain friends and or family members that blame their past for who they are. You know, like when, when there is like a little issue or something, they're like, no wonder it's all the fault of my mom or all the fault of my parents altogether or something. I'm like, no, 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 it's not. It's Mm-mm. not. Mm-mm. Because you can't change what happened already, and they are also human beings. And the majority of mistakes that they did, they really didn't do on purpose. They right. really didn't do on purpose because they make mistakes. They used to be young, and and you were a kid, and you happened to see what what what, what your parents were going through, and somehow that scarred you. Yes, it's not fair, but also. Life is not fair. Welcome to the club. <laughs> no, it's fucking life. And I'm <laughs> I'm quite personally very happy how I ended up. I, I love being me. And it took a while to, to, to realize that. Uh, but I do. And I, I I would feel that you feel the same. Um, but it's because I'm of what we learned. I'm still working on that because I did for a while. But then you see sometimes even when you got things figured out and you do it properly for yourself and you uh, have all this um, correct way of thinking, no matter what happened in your past, sometimes you come across people that um, become very dear to you. And these people very often have the power to change what you worked on. And this or, is what happened or with me. take you down or take you down, which is part of it as well. This is exactly what happened with me. You know, I, I was, a victim of gaslight for a long time without knowing because my love for this person was so big and so intense that it was okay. Whatever, like that person is not a monster. That person had a lot of amazing qualities and probably uh, that person didn't even realize that what was happening either. Sometimes you don't do things on purpose, as I said before, but mm-hmm. unfortunately I let it happen. And I, w- and I said, it's okay. And I became so small because of that, if that makes sense, that I'm working yeah. on that right now to like build up that kind of a little bit back. So what I'm trying to say here, I guess, through this example that I had to go through is that even when you think that you have it under control and you had to figure it out, that doesn't mean that it can't change later. Right. How it, it can. And... As I said, majority of the times, it's not on purpose. It doesn't come from a bad intention, but it happens, however. So now we have to understand it, see it, 
and then decide what to do with it. And move on from it and learn from it as well, right? Yeah. I mean, Absolutely. if you can't, <laughs> we all face tragedy. We all like, you can think you're amazing. You're good to go, but it takes just a second yeah. to, to flip the script, you know, to, to, to be on the other side of that. And mm -hmm. it's, it's difficult. It's very difficult. And no matter what, you know, kind of person you are walks of life, you're, you are where you're at, where you're in and what kind of situation you're in. Uh, challenges will pre present themselves basically, and yeah. you have to deal with them appropriately. Um, okay. It does take strong will and some people don't have that, but if anybody can relate to the story and realize that they're in it the same and you can relate, then we yeah. did our job here. That's the purpose of this show. Absolutely. And, and this is very beautiful what you do. And I thank you so very much for your time. It's been yeah. enlightening and, and amazing all, all at the same time. And I, I cannot, cannot thank you enough. Well, thank you for having me, really. Thank you so much. Of course. Um, well, where can people find you? And I'm sure you have, I think you have music coming out, don't you? Yes, we are actually working on our fifth album, which is very exciting. Um, it's exciting for two reasons. First of all, because, you know, we have so much to say because of what's happening in the world. But at the same time, because of what's happening in the world, the writing process is completely different. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to see where this will lead us. In fact, I'm trying to go back and work a little with the band itself because for all this time I was far from the band. Um, since our last tour. So in December, we finished the tour and I didn't see them since then, which never happened in the career of Infected Rain before. Right. Uh, we did a lot of things together. Uh, we obviously talk very often, but we are not in the same country. So now in the end of the year, that's the plan to work on some new content and stuff. But yeah, we're working on new music. However, you know, internet is a very big friend of ours. So you can literally <laughs> Google the band and find it everywhere. But also please remember that if you love an artist, uh, or you want to somehow be part of this artist's, um, journey nowadays, this nowadays, this is possible. And nowadays this is so much needed. So, Make sure you support musicians right now or whatever artists, uh, I don't know, like actors or just any type of artists that you love, adore and believe in. We need you so much right now. And there are so many ways that you can help. And not all these ways are about money because people get right away afraid and they're like, we we are kind of in a bad situation too, you know? It's not always about money. It's not always about buying something or donating something. Just by spreading the word, the word or by writing a, um, just a pleasant few words is so helping. It's impossible to even um, explain it, actually, with words, how much that means right now and how much we need it right now. So please make sure you support your favorite artists. And That's I couldn't, all. and I couldn't wrap up this show with, with, uh, with anything more important than that, because I totally agree. You guys need to do that. I mean, uh, it may sound silly, but it's really not silly. And, uh, yeah. it goes a long, 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 long way. I mean, 
just because you're fans or super fans or something like that doesn't mean that they don't need something too. And we're in really difficult times. So we just need to, I think we need to look out for everyone and each other and our loved ones all at the same time. Um, okay. But be cognizant of, of what, what people are going through, you know, yeah. that's all of that. I mean, that's what it chalks up to, to me, but good point. Please do that. <laughs> so, um, Thank you so much. This was more than amazing. Um, she is the lead singer of Infected Rain. You have more music coming out soon. Um, and uh, do you have any social um, social sites you'd like to mention real quick before we uh, before we wrap up? Um, not really. I mean, uh, besides the um, uh, social media, uh, classic so- social media pages and YouTube page. Um, there's also the, some interesting channels that some of the musicians in my band have. So I have my own channel separated from the band where I do a lot of interesting stuff and I share a lot <laughs> of, I, I actually even have an episode about anxiety and depression, which is very much about what we talked here. If you guys want to, Hell, uh, I do. You need to show it, me yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I have my own YouTube channel. It's called right. uh, Bananas, <laughs> and uh, I do different content there. There, sometimes I just speak in the camera about certain things. Sometimes I share band-related stuff uh, or music-related stuff. Very often, uh, it's just like s- some sort of like. Um, conversations with other fellow musicians it's, it's a lot of different stuff absolutely cool. random but you can learn a lot about your favorite artist if you follow the artist everywhere for sure yep, yep. so one last question will uh given the circumstances with covid and everything that's going on um when would we expect to have a show in the states um with infected Rain? Unfortunately, no musician is able to tell you that yet. Not even our managers or booking agencies are fully um, aware. We do have, you know, we do have tours that are um, that were rescheduled and just newer tours that were booked. But honestly, a lot of people are telling us this is not a hundred percent. Yeah, this no, I would agree. I would agree. I just. So, we don't know, especially because every country has their own rules about the lockdowns, about the what's allowed, what's not. And so for now, unfortunately, I wish I so wish I had an answer for that question so much. I think, the I, I think we all do. Is, <laughs> yeah. The unknown is scarier than anything. Absolutely. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, that, that just goes to show like how we started the show, like with compassion and thoughts and prayers for anybody in the industry but um lena thank you so much um i i I, seriously couldn't thank you enough this has been a great show and i know it's going to benefit a lot of people and uh i I, yeah i wish you the best and i hope all this stuff takes a turn somehow and we all start living life again to be honest but thank you very much for your time it was great Thank you. Thank you so, so much. I had a lot of fun. Yes, absolutely. Likewise, it was a pleasure having you. And uh, folks, that's going to do it for this show. Um, Give us a shout. Uh, Don't forget to hashtag get it out. Uh, And thank you, Lena, uh, for your time. And I'll see you guys soon. 
Talk to you later. Peace. Radio Influence strives to bring you excellence in podcasting. We work with personalities like TV chef Brian Duffy, radio personalities like Ian Beckles, news and political pundits like independent journalists Frank and Tracy Beans, experts from the sports world like veteran football scout and coach Chris Landry, pro wrestling personality David Penzer, MMA experts Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan, and strength and conditioning coach Jeff Crochelle. If you're looking for food, sports, music, entertainment, politics, no matter the topic, Radio Influence has something for everyone. Everyone. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com. 